Welcome to Shock Talk, a Wichita State University podcast about innovation and entrepreneurship. If you don't take the initiative to pursue your own dreams, it'll never happen. Never thought about failing. Never. Never was even the slightest thought. All right, everyone. Welcome back to the Shock Talk Podcast. I'm your host, Jacob O'Connor. Today, I'm joined with my co-host, Rob Gerlach. In this episode, we had the opportunity to sit down with Steve Hayes, the WSU alumni who, while in college, started a business with his father. Their business, Hayes Company, would go on to prosper and eventually have more than 500 employees, most of which were local here in Wichita. So one of the things I noticed when we were talking with Steve was this idea of pivoting. And as you listen to the conversation that we had with him, you'll realize He's constantly talking about trying to pivot and go to the next thing for the business to bring it to that next level. And there are times when he said that we, we were satisfied with where we were at, but we knew we couldn't get to where we wanted to go. You know, Rob, I think for me, the, the big point that he really hit on and emphasized throughout the episode as well was his lack of having a fear of failure. I think so many people, when they start a business or want to do something uh, incredible with their lives, they, they let failure hold them back. And one of the things he really emphasized was he never looked at failure as an option. So without further ado, let's get right into the interview. We are sitting here with Steve Hayes, co-founder and former CEO of Hayes Company, which has worked with many impressive companies, including Walmart, Target, and Home Depot. He's also the founder of Five Point Ventures. What we'd first like to talk about is you being a student at Wichita State and then going to work with your father. Life at Wichita State, of course, back in 1975, 76, when I first was a freshman at WSU, was really different. It was good basketball team, not so good on the football. Uh, I was a member of the Sigma Phi Epsilon fraternity house and um, WSU is a great place. So many of my friends, since I'm a local guy, were here. So it, it was it was a great place to go and meet new people and, and enjoy a great experience. How did the business with your father come up? My dad had been in the lumber business all of his life. And uh, he was working for a well-established company in town that had been around since 1885. And it came to a point in life for him that he wasn't able really to do what he wanted to do. And he was a young guy. He was 45 years old. He decided to strike out on his own and start his own lumber business and wanted to run it the way he wanted to run it. And uh, we started a brokerage business, which meant we were just selling cars and truckloads of lumber to lumber dealers around Kansas and northern Oklahoma. And he asked me if I'd be interested. And I didn't have a summer job at that point. So I thought, hey, I'll go sit down with dad. I knew what two befores were. I knew what plywood was because I had been working in lumber yards going through uh, college. And he started teaching me the ropes. And how old were you? 22. And so this chance to kind of join with your with your father when you were at that age, 22, and still kind of doing some school stuff, how did that kind of shape your path for being becoming an entrepreneur? My dad was an entrepreneur. He had the guts and the courage to go out on his own underfinanced, but he knew people. He always encouraged us to try new things. 
let's try it. Let's see what happens. Let's, let's see if we can make this work. We started off in the lumber business, but very soon we saw that we weren't going to make enough money doing the brokerage operation. So we started manufacturing fencing and we were developing a tremendous amount of waste in our fence operation, just tons and tons of wood waste. And we decided instead of wasting all this material, let's try something with it. And so we started making wood products out of the material that we were formerly just basically throwing in the trash. And then we took those products and we went to Sutherland Lumber Company, pay less cash weight. And so by going to these other companies and just pitching our products, we managed to get some traction. And then one day we decided, let's go to Walmart. Let's go pitch to Walmart. And so we went to a local store and then it became a district program and then it became a regional program. And it was just natural to go up to people and talk to them and ask them, do you like it? Buy it. That was kind of the mentality that was prevalent from the very beginning to move off of one idea, even though that one idea may be your catalyst to not be afraid to change and pivot and, and go a different direction to move forward. And with any business, there's that element of risk. How did you feel about it? Were you always like, let's jump into the fire? Or were you somewhat afraid of you know the possibility of failure? Never thought about failing. Never. Never was even the slightest thought. We struggled. I mean, Mom and dad depleted their savings and their retirement accounts. And there's always, always um, a financial challenge in the very beginning. We watched what we had. We operated within our means and um, pushed. How did more and more members of the family start getting involved? For the first probably year, it was dad and I. And then I had a, another brother that never even went to school. He was, I think he came to Wichita State for a year or so, but he, um, he was, he was extremely mechanically inclined and he wasn't an engineer. He was, you know, draw it out on the concrete with a piece of chalk and, and then start welding stuff together and bolting it together. And pretty soon you had a piece of equipment that did what you needed to do. So it was really kind of funny. We we took our first mill trip where we went to various lumber mills and we saw things that we just shook our head at. We came back from that trip and Phil said, man, we can do better than that. Taught himself to weld, started working through the motors, you know, and we started making man, making equipment. So Phil came in and he was our savior on, on being able to develop new products because he could come up with a manufacturing process suitable to do it. That, that was basically the same for, for everybody that came in. And as the business grew, you needed extra resources. So Will graduated from KU. He came in and added a uh, marketing component to it that we didn't really have at that point. And then Joe came in and Joe had a real good business head on his shoulders and he was a good sales guy and very personable and, and uh, then my cousin came to work and he was a sales guy and then my little sister jumped in and she was a salesperson and so we had this 
nucleus of family members that were very, very dedicated. And they each brought the tool. And that was what <clears throat> that was what was we felt was so unique about the business is everybody contributed at a different level. At your largest, how big was the company? Like how many employer, employees? We had um, 500 in Wichita, uh, 50 in China, and one in Mexico. With 500 employees, obviously it's a very sizable business, but we both know that this started with just you and your father. Did you ever have that vision whenever you started that, hey, it's going to grow into something this large? Or when did that finally start to come into your head like we might have something here? In 1988, when we made our really major pivot, <clears throat> we we said, you know, we need we need to focus on this manufacturing business because <clears throat> by that time we were in Walmart, we were in Payless, we were in Builder Square, we were in Sutherland's, we were doing some stuff with Target. I mean, we had expanded really from pretty much from the Rockies to the East Coast and into Canada. So we knew at that point that this lawn and garden thing could be really big. And so uh, we started slowly shutting down things. We sold the fence company. We closed down the lumber business. And uh, we started really focusing on the uh, manufacturing side, which is in 1988, we moved up to a location at just east of 37th and Broadway. And we started off with roughly, if I'm going to say about 100 120,000 square foot building up there. And then over the course of time, we built a 30,000 square foot expansion. And then the next one was probably about 40,000. And then we built a 75,000 square foot piece on it. And we were roughly at that 500 number. Um, but then in 2001, we moved from 37th and Broadway up to 77th Street and um, hmm. it was pretty cool. I mean, we built half a million square feet up there. Dad and I would stand up on the balcony every once in a while and just kind of look over the whole place and just go, oh my gosh, could you ever have imagined? And both of us would just shake our heads. It was cool. You kind of alluded to it earlier, but I got to believe that while you were growing the Hayes Company, there were points in there where you just kind of hit a wall and you had to at some point think, man, this is really tiring. So when you would hit those types of moments, how did you personally get over those challenges? We had a great team and those those individuals that surround you if they come into it and are people of like minds, so in other words, they have that drive, they have that push, that they 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 process and 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 think with you about how to overcome hurdles. So you can't you can't be surrounded by people that aren't pushers, that aren't um, thinkers, that aren't full of energy to go do this thing. You know, everybody just had a lot of motivation. And that's one of the things that we wanted to surround ourselves with was highly motivated individuals. So another one of the things that I sometimes hear aspiring entrepreneurs kind of 
at least mumble underneath their breath is this idea that we can't do it in Wichita. Wichita does have a tremendous amount to offer from a technology standpoint, from advanced manufacturing standpoint, um, from a whole host of resources. I mean, how many of our companies in Wichita are international? Well, there's, there's a lot of them. So you can always talk to somebody about something. There's absolutely no reason that you can't cultivate the basics and nucleus of your business here and build on it to then further expand. And as we start to wrap things up, we have one last question for you. Um, we talked about the aspiring entrepreneur a little bit. And what we want to know is that clearly you've had a long and eventful career. Um, but with that being said, what advice would you offer to anyone young or old, but they're looking to get into business? What advice would you offer to that person? If you don't take the initiative to pursue your own dreams, it'll never happen. Don't be afraid to fail. Over the course of history, I can count eight businesses that we tried and we, we closed six or seven of them ultimately because we saw they weren't going to work. But, but we kept trying and the ones that were successful were very successful.